When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I'm so grateful you're here today. You are in for such a good episode. I'm so excited about this conversation that you guys are about to witness and experience. I sat down with Kayla Rose, who's an amazing spiritual content creator and an earth angel and goddess, and she's also the host of the Skinny Dipping Diaries podcast. Kayla and I have been following each other on social media for a while, and this conversation was just a perfect confirmation that this internet friendship is so aligned and so magical. In this podcast episode, we got to hear a little bit about Kayla's journey and we talked about navigating strong emotions and fiery energy as a woman, shadow work and healing, masculine and feminine energy and how to navigate the wounded feminine and the wounded masculine to the highest expressions of the healed masculine and the healed feminine. We also talked about nervous system regulation, anxiety, mental health, the importance of therapy, and just overall the process of connecting to yourself more deeply. It was such a flowy and beautiful conversation, and I know you're going to love it. And if you're here from Kayla's world, hello, welcome. I'm so, so grateful you're tuning in today, and I'm so grateful you're now a part of the Inner Growth family. So with that said, I'm going to keep this intro very, very short and beautiful because I can't wait for you guys to dive into this amazing episode. And if you've been enjoying the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you left a quick review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to be the first to know when new episodes are released, remember to click the bell icon on Spotify at the top of the page and the plus button on Apple Podcasts on the top right corner. So with that said, let's get into it. I will see you on the other side and let's get growing. Hi, Kayla. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me, beautiful. Like I've been looking forward to this moment and getting to chat with you. So I'm so excited. It has been such a long time coming. So I'm so excited too. And First thing I always ask anyone who comes to the podcast, and I'm so excited to hear your answer, but what's your big three in astrology? Oh my God, my big three. I'm an Aries sun through and through, but I'm also on the cusp. Like I am like Pisces, Aries cusp. So I have like that intuitive Aries nature rather than like, uh, but then I am a Scorpio rising. So my chart is water dominant. I have a lot of Scorpio and Pisces in my chart, plus being on the cusp. And then I am a Gemini moon, which is, I'm so grateful for my Gemini moon because I feel like it makes sense for what I do, like chatting about things, asking people questions. That's always been podcasting. 
podcasting, having guests on, like it's literally so Gemini moon. I love to write. I love to write music, poetry. Like I just think that words and speaking are my vessel for channeling source energy. So I'm just so grateful for that placement, but it's kind of a yes. fucking crazy chart. It's a crazy chart. No, I love it. And you know why I love it? Because check this out. So my chart is I'm a yes, Taurus, but I'm an okay. Aries Taurus cusp. So I'm an Aries rising, Aries Mercury, Aries Jupiter. So I'm like, I love my Aries energy yes. and I love meeting people with Aries energy too. And it's funny because for this new season of the podcast, like the inner growth rebrand, everything, I've had so many Aries women come on on the podcast and I'm like yes. loving it. I'm loving this like entrepreneurial badass like energy. I love it. And I also have my Aries and Jupiter and your Aries also being in Jupiter will just like amplify that part of your chart so much. So I can feel the energy from you of like the fire and the Aries. And like, even now you being like lit up by golden hour, I'm like, this is where you're meant to be like your zone. Like yes. I, just, I just love it. But I think definitely having the Taurus in there, like definitely yes. grounds you. For sure. And what is your, what is your moon in? And then I have cancer moon. Um, which is the water side, but then I have a Gemini Venus and a Scorpio Mars. And because my Aries is my rising, my chart ruler is my Scorpio Mars. And then because my sun is in Taurus, which is ruled by Venus and my Venus is in Gemini, it's also really important in my chart. So it's like your big three does not intimidate me at all. I actually no, really I resonate. Yeah, no, I love that. I also have a Taurus Venus. So I love Taurus signs. Like anyone who's a Taurus rising sun or moon, like I connect with so much because it's my Venus sign. So it's the way that, you know, I, I just, I just feel so safe with Taurus energy. So yeah. I, I, lo I love that chart. And also, I also am ruled by Mars in my chart because um, Scorpio rising. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and so Mars. And right yeah. before we hopped on, we were like, well, we're just so similar. So <laughs> literally. The the charts say it they show it no oh, I, <laughs> I love, love it, it. It's so I love it so much all right so first thing I would love to hear from you is just about your own inner growth journey your path of like personal transformation and kind of the biggest moments that have shaped where you are now I love that question thank you so much um so cool to reflect on something like that because I feel like I feel like when I'm just continuously going through the journey, sometimes I forget to stop and be like, what has been up? Where have I been? So yeah. I would say when I think about my personal inner growth journey, it starts about three years ago. And I would say before this, I was very unconscious. Like I was very, I don't know. I was a very happy kid. I would say like naturally, like I have a positive disposition, a positive outlook on the world, which I really would attribute to, you know, my relationship with my parents and growing up in Hawaii and like how amazing that is. But at the same time, I had all this anxiety that really took me off my track. So even though I've always, you know, when we talked earlier, you referred to me as almost like a light worker. And I was like, thank you so much. Yes. Like that means so much to me. Um, I would say I always had this like way of bringing the best out of people. And that always came very naturally to me. But mm -hmm. What I will say is I always got thrown off my tracks from anxiety because I would have this underlying anxiety of, you know, making everybody else happy, making sure I was always the planner in the group. I would always drive everyone around. Like I would always make sure everyone was having a good time. And in that I would be fueled by my anxiety with school, getting into colleges, like just being good enough for dance and music. Like I was just so like 
I need to be perfect. And with that, I would cover it up with anger. So that's really where my journey begins is when, you know, I was in a very serious relationship that I still am in with my boyfriend and I would have crazy fucking outbursts like to my parents, to my boyfriend, like I just was so unkind and it makes me so sad to think about. And the truth is like, sometimes I can still like literally reverse turn around and I can be back there again. And I can like literally be 17 year old Kayla. I'm 23 now, 17 year old Kayla yelling, getting upset, freaking out. And I will own my shit every single fucking day because I know that that's not who I am. And that's part of my journey that I needed to come here into this world as an Aries, as Mars energy. Like we're talking about about to say, I mean, like, I feel like that's like a big learning lesson with the Mars energy. It is. It is. It's like, you know, you feel the anxiety. And then what we want to do is we want to protect ourselves. And that's what I was doing. I was constantly protecting myself with my armor and standing up and being like, I'm going to be angry. And it's like, no, these people fucking love you. And they're unconditionally here for you. Like my parents, my boyfriend, like me and my boyfriend have been together almost like six years. Like my parents, like, like they might have not known how to handle me the best in those moments, but they always like unconditionally love me and always show up for me. So it all started when I was like, I have to fucking change because I was not treating the people that I loved in my life with the respect and and the love that they deserved for how much they gave me. And that's why I started going to therapy. So I was like, I'm going into therapy because I am angry and I have angry outbursts. And that's what I went for. And I wanted it to be fixed only to realize that it was going to send me into this deep journey of uncovering that that was fueled by anxiety, that that was fueled. And then that anxiety was fueled by uh, sadness and unfulfillment. And I realized I was uncovering all these layers. And through that, I began to get into spirituality because my therapist is very holistic. She's very spiritual. She taught me a lot of things. And I got addicted to like the education part. Like I wanted to just read all the books and listen to all the podcasts and, and hear from all the teachers and I've pretty much gone to therapy like every single week for like three years and constantly I'm not just working on myself, but I'm also learning. And then I realized this is so cool. This information is so fucking sick. Everyone needs to know this. If we all knew more about ourselves, the world would be such a better place. And in turn, we would just feel better. And I've always wanted to help people like that's always been like a huge thing with the people pleaser energy, but also just like my calling like to to help others and maybe not in a physical way, but I think with the Gemini moon in a mental way, that's like where I really thrive. So that's kind of where I would say my inner growth journey began. And I'm so proud of myself, honestly. I'm so so proud of of you. Oh, my gosh. And it's so beautiful. I feel like with podcasting, I don't know if you feel this, but whenever a new person comes on the pod, I feel like it's a mirror. Like you see yourself in that person in different ways. And with you specifically, I see myself in so much of your story because same here, like with all the Mars energy, I feel like I've always been that like fiery person who like has a little bit of a temper sometimes. And like when I was younger, like if one of my parents were saying something that I didn't agree with, like I was gonna say my piece. I was going to just like, you know, let my voice come out. Whereas like my brother, like maybe he would be a little bit more like calm and reserved and like hold it back. But I completely resonate with that. And I think that it's a really big part of my own personal growth journey too, like learning how to be more conscious and learning how to have more of a 
responsive way of being versus reactive. Um, and also understanding like, what am I doing because I'm trying to be perfect? What am I doing because I'm trying to people please? Like, what am I doing because I'm anxious about another situation? And then I'm like lashing out because I'm not dealing with that anxiety. Thank you so much for saying that, honestly, because it makes me feel so seen and so heard because I think I can really demonize myself for the lash outs. And it's just like, yes, there is this line of really being accountable for how we act and how we treat people and, you know, the consciousness that comes with knowing what is actually going on underneath and like how cool that is, that growth. Um, And at the same time, I feel like it's so important to be like, hey, like you're just learning, like you're just trying to figure out like I had no one the problem with me is like I had no one to teach me how to emotionally regulate and (laughs) when totally when I would get upset and I would have my outbursts as I would because I'm literally an Aries Scorpio Gemini child I'm going to have fucking outbursts I came into the world with this energy my mom literally said like when she birthed me she had three boys before me but when um she had me she hadn't had kids for like 20 years so mm-hmm. she, I was like way later and she said literally when I came into this world, she like felt like her hips like just open up and I came out so fast. Like I had so much like cardinal fire energy in me. And mm-hmm. when I was like a kid and like a preteen and a toddler, when I would have these outbursts, my parents would just kind of like put me in my room and no one would ask me what was going on. They would just be like, you're, you're yelling. Grounded you're freaking out. We're going to take your phone away. We're going to take your keys away. We're going to take whatever we can away. And we're going to lock you in your room. And you know, they didn't know any better. It was a different mm-hmm. generation. I'm not going to demonize yeah. for it. But what I will say is with that, I always, I never had someone to sit down with me and be like, why are you freaking out? Like no one asked, like no one asked. Yeah. And with that, I didn't learn to emotionally regulate. So with that and knowing that I give myself like deep grace and compassion. And I was like, <laughs> I just need to sit down and figure it out sometimes with someone. Like sometimes like I'm literally like to my boyfriend, I'm like, can you just like sit down and like talk? talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so powerful to just talk things out. And there's this word like um, in Japanese that my my Reiki um, woman taught me about. It's called havasu. And it means um, to speak, but it also means to let go. And yeah, when we speak, we let go and, and we're able to process and we're able to move the energy through us. And so to speak things out and to have somebody who's actually curious to know what's going on in our minds and in our hearts is just so, so special. Yes. And I think having that grace for our past selves too, that we're in a different moment in their journey too, and who maybe didn't know how to emotionally regulate or who just like hadn't had as much of a spiritual awakening yet, like having deep forgiveness for that version of us and also that compassion and also feeling proud for the growth and for the self-awareness that has developed over the years too. Totally. Do you get like frustrated if you like backtrack? Like if you like find yourself in like your like whatever age it is, your 12 year old, your 15 year old self, and you're just like literally a child all of a sudden, like how does that make you feel? Yeah. For sure. I mean, I think that whenever I go home to my parents' house, I kind of fall back into this like teenage version of myself or like inner child version of myself where I'm like teetering between being in the daughter seat and the adult woman seat. And then sometimes the tantrums like or the just the reactivity comes out a little bit more and it's really easy to fall into these old patterns or to blame myself and like shame myself like, oh, like, you've done so much healing. Why does this keep happening? La, la, la. And then being able to acknowledge like 
yes, maybe I did contribute to this situation or yeah, maybe I didn't speak in my higher self's voice. Like, let me own that. Let me like ask for forgiveness or let me apologize. And like taking that ability of just having ownership for how you show up, but then also forgiving yourself in the moment for falling to that like younger self's perspective. Totally. No, I love that. Honestly, when you said that, like it gave me total chills because it totally resonates with me. And yeah, it's all about, I don't know, for me, I don't know about for you, but for me, it's all about having like go to game plans. Like I'm a game plan girly. Like you, if you've like Mm -hmm. looked at my stuff, you know that like, I'm all about what actionably can I like tell somebody else or can I tell myself to figure this out? And for me, like I always need a good game plan because I just can feel when that fire is bursting inside of me. And like when, when the, when the Kraken is out, like I will say whatever, like I will tear fucking tear somebody apart. If, if I'm in that mindset, like, no, I will go off. So it's like, what can I do before I get there? And for me, like, it's like literally walking away is a big one for me. Like literally being a step back. Yes. I have to walk my ass outside. That's like what I say to myself. And my therapist will say to me, she's like, Kayla, walk your ass outside. Like get out of the house, like walk, go on a fucking walk, put your feet in the ground, like get grounded, like go to a tree and like hold the tree and be like, please take this energy from me. Because what is happening is that somebody like you or me, I feel like just has all this like energy, like this Mars, like Like fire. Yeah. Fire and masculine energy. And like, it's just, it's so cool. And it's such a, um, it's such a gift. And I think, and even though it can be so frustrating at times and when used incorrectly, it can just like be chaos. Like (laughs) it actually is so cool. Cause the reason that you and me get to like do social media and, and have podcasts and like make money and like, and like have businesses and like do all these cool things is because we have that type of energy. And that is such a fucking gift, you know? Yes, exactly. And I think that's something else I want to dive into with you, like the masculine and feminine energy polarity, because we were talking about this before we started recording and like how it's been a part of both of our journeys. But yes, it is really beautiful to be a woman that has, you know, that fire, that fieriness is so potent and magnetic and we should see it as a gift and I think it's about finding the right balance like like you were saying you know if you're feeling the fire get out of balance go to nature go to the earth element go to the feminine go to like the grounding and finding that correct like yin and yang balance but also not like shaming or like dismissing the power of the fire and the air yes it's really potent too Exactly. Like it's both and not either or like it is all about the balance. It is all about harnessing both energies and making sure that both energies are in like their highest self and and not wounded because like the wounded masculine and the wounded feminine can just be really fucking toxic, honestly, when it shows up in our lives. It's also about the journey of healing. Like if we didn't have anything to heal, like we wouldn't be able to learn amazing lessons and therefore like be able to come to certain levels with knowing ourselves deeper. So I don't know, even though it's tough, I always thank myself for the really difficult things that I'm going through and all the really personal attributes that I want to transcend and evolve because I know that the only reason that I'm on this journey of helping other people, of helping myself, of knowing myself is because I had those things in the first place. If I never had qualities yes. of myself that I wanted to shift, I wouldn't be on this journey. 
And I'm so grateful to be on this journey because honestly, I was really unconscious for a long time. Like I was constantly go, 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 like in the capitalistic fucking grind, like just wanted to have this idea of quote unquote success that wasn't even true success. That was this like materialism, capitalistic success. And if I didn't have this like fucking stop sign, of being like, wake the fuck up and look at yourself because look at how you're treating the people around you. Look at how you're unable to harness your power. Like I wouldn't be on this journey, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's so important. Something I tell myself all the time too, if it wasn't for the past, if it wasn't for the mistakes that I made in the past, if it wasn't for the low moments, I wouldn't have learned all the things that have made me who I am today. And I wouldn't be able to teach other people what I teach. So I think that's a hundred percent like so, so key. And for anyone who's like still learning to navigate in masculine and feminine, can you share like your perspective on what the wounded masculine and the wounded feminine kind of manifest as? Totally. Yeah. So I would say I'm going to start with like the masculine energy because that's the one that I would say I know well. When the masculine is wounded, when we have the wounded masculine in our life, basically what happens is there's a lot of like controlling going on. Like it's like I I imagine it as a death grip on life. Like you're just like constantly holding on for fucking dear life to create this illusion of security and this illusion of safety because you want to make sure that you're protected. Everyone around you is protected. And with this can come this very toxic controlling energy when in fact the healed masculine looks like discipline it looks like inspired action it looks like security it looks like stability grounding it looks like a fucking oak tree like so deeply rooted in the earth and extending up to the sky like that's how I imagine this like healthy masculine because it is just something that really like stabilizes you and grounds you and then we have the wounded feminine and what that looks like is honestly like I for me in my life and a lot of people's lives that I I see the wounded masculine it always shows up in a lot of like craving and need for validation and codependency constantly putting and displacing your worth in somebody else in something else and and constantly attaching ourselves to things um but then in a healed point of view, the the divine, the divine feminine, the healed feminine is like the fucking best energy. It, I, I, it's it's the yes. flow, <laughs> it's intuition, it's the creativity, it is the ability to receive, which is so cool. And all of us have all these energies within us. So I would say that's like the basis when I think of a healed masculine and a healed feminine, it looks like. Uh, within us, within one person, obviously it can show up within relationships and dynamics, of course, but within one person for me personally, when I am in my most healed masculine, it looks like me being stable and grounded and disciplined and taking inspired action and really creating emotional and physical stability in my life so that the feminine can move around it you know it's like stable and then the feminine can flow and do what she needs to do with the creativity and the intuition and the flow and for me yeah that looks like taking inspired action and really like getting my shit done and creating what I want to create while also making sure that I am in this intuitive flow. And I call it intuitive structure because you want the structure and then you want the intuition because you want 
both sides of your brains to be communicating with each other and talking to each other, the creative side and like the more like, I guess in school, you would call it more like your mathematics science, the more analytical side of your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want them both working together because that's when the best magic is made. So I love I the way yeah. you describe that. Like the masculine being like that beautiful, stable and like blooming tree that's surrounding yes. you. But then also I see the feminine as like the rain or like the ocean around <laughs> it, you know, like that flowy yes. energy. And I also think that we were, we were talking about this before we recorded too, but like batch creating content. And I feel like that's such a good analogy too, like creating the structure of like creating a bunch of content, taking the inspired action, doing all of the work. And then afterwards, like intuitively picking like which content is going to go out on which day or like creating mm -hmm. that space after you've recorded all the content to then flow through your days and have more freedom. Totally. And for me, like, I feel like the way that in, in my work that that shows up for me is I really want to focus on creating joy and creating fun and creating inner child freedom because that's when the divine feminine can flow the most. So I will just like have so many days a week where I am, you know, going and playing, even oh, though yeah. I, you know, I've struggled with being like a workaholic and a fucking hustler in my life, but I'm really trying to find the balance because when I'm in those moments of flow and fun and freedom and and gratitude for nature for the experience and really being in the present moment that's when my fucking amazing ideas flow in and then I'm yeah. like oh my god yeah so literally that is a key part of the action is first getting that catalyst of inspiration and intuition and for me I will you know have the idea come in but then I'm like still going to enjoy the moment. So I'll write it down in my notes app. And then when it's time for me to take inspired action, that's when I take it, break it down into small steps and set myself up for success by making a game plan. And that's where I feel like I find this like flow of masculine and feminine because I'm like, I'm going to prioritize the moments in my life, the fun, the connection that are going to bring me those intuitive like gold mines. And then I'm going to make the time and organize the time and create the time to act on it because we all have fucking amazing ideas all the fucking time when you're in the moment. But the difference between people who do and people who don't is that the people that do just do like they just fucking do it, you know, like yes. they just make it happen and they create the time for it. It's not about having time. It's about creating time. So yes. I think that's where I've really found like the flow in that of being like, OK, I want to bring my ideas to fucking life because what is the point of having an idea if I don't act on it? If it you doesn't know? like manifest into reality, it's really just a thought, right? Totally. And so, yeah, exactly. I love that so much. And I really like when I think of you in my mind's eye, like I just see you like running through the beach, like doing like headstands and like embodying that like inner child energy. And I love it so much. And I want to embody that more in my life. And I feel like sometimes in New York, which has a lot of masculine energy and has very much that go, go, go and like buildings and like cosmopolitan energy, sometimes it's harder to find that, but doesn't mean that it's an excuse not to do it. Like there's many other ways I could do it. Like I could go and find like a indoor trampoline place or like why was that the first thing that popped into my head too no when you said like I'm in New York and I'm like she needs to go to like a trampoline place like that's literally what I imagine is you like microdosing like on psychic. and going and like bouncing around on like the trampoline like the first thought that popped in my you have to do it I have to do it 
oh my god that's like a psychic connection right there no literally I mean it's just I mean have you ever read big magic no wait that is such a synchronicity because I recorded a podcast with another guest called Lindsay Adkinson and she was telling me that when she started her spiritual journey that was a book that like changed her life and she mentioned a quote from that book that I think goes like you have to believe in magic to like witness magic or like something like that to experience magic but what's the like what's your comment on the book so basically in the book it proves you have to read it to understand but it proves through her own personal experience and through like looking back in history that ideas are consciousness and they're all kind of just floating around us. And when our vibration aligns with the vibration of the idea, that's when they get inserted in our head. And the reason that we can like see this in our normal life is because, you know, when you're just like driving with your friend in the car and you guys are just like sitting there in silence. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, did you see the picture of Susie's wedding dress? And then she was like, oh my God, I was just thinking about that, that very fucking second, even though like you weren't talking about it. There was no lead up to it. But for some reason, you guys just thought about the same thing at the same time. Coincidence? No. It's literally that that idea is just like circulating and it chooses you. And what she says is, and what she shows in this book is that the ideas that choose us, the inspirations that choose us come to us because they believe that we can handle them. They believe that we can be the vessel to manifest them into this three-dimensional plane and that's why when I have amazing ideas I'm like I'm not gonna pass this shit up I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disrespect this idea that chose me like this idea literally chose me to be manifested into this physical plane and if you don't act on an idea somebody else they're gonna get that idea if you drop the idea if you forget about the idea if the idea stops created it'll go to somebody else. And that's what it proves in the book by an experience that she had with this certain author that they basically like crossed ideas at the same time and they can like track, like they could track by the date when one picked it up and one dropped it. So- Oh, I think I've heard of this before. Yes, I have to read this book. This is my sign because it's the second time I've heard of it in like a span of like two weeks. So that's the next book I have to read. It wasn't like the biggest like takeaway from the book that I would say that people talk about. I think that, you know, it's really about living life as a creative. But for me, that one piece of information changed my life. And that just shows like, I don't know, you don't always have to like love the big ideas of a book. But if you get one thing that sticks with you, like it's fucking worth it. And this is so funny because when I graduated from college, so like a year and a half ago, I... At that point, I was like, I'm going to launch this line of clothes. I'm going to do this, this, that. Like, I really want to do it. And then I procrastinated and procrastinated because I didn't know, like, the name of the brand or, like, what it was going to look like exactly or, like, how to find a supplier. And, like, little by little, like, the pebbles have been kind of placed in my path where, like, now I kind of know where I can find a supplier. Now I have inner growth, which I want to launch the clothing under. But I still feel so overwhelmed about, like, bringing it to life because it's, like, a physical product. But this is my sign that like the idea is still there. The vision is clear and I will execute on it in 2023. And like what's really cool about like ideas like that and the mindset shift that I always like tell my friends when they're like, how do you just like do all these things? Because I feel like people are like, whoa, Kayla, like you just did this, this, this. You did so much this year. Like you're (laughs) always creating, always taking on new projects. And I'm like, honestly, like, that's why I think of them as projects. Like, I don't think of like 
like, yes, it's amazing to have a long-term vision, like a long-term vision of what you want. But I think in the moment that can be really fucking overwhelming. So I don't think about the empire that I'm creating with soul in progress or skinny dipping my podcast. Like rather what I do is I think of it as a project. And I even like give myself a short timeline between like a month to three months. And that just like really helps me manage it more instead of being like, oh my God, this is going to be the craziest idea and it's going to change my life. And it's, you know, it's just like, that's, yes. that's too fucking much pressure to put on yourself. So I think mm -hmm. the project mindset is like the way to go. If you can think of things as a project, it'll just feel a lot easier. And eventually the project shapes itself. Cause like we're yeah. talking about before with ideas and consciousness, like it's already out there. Like they already have a life of its own. And when you like have a project, when you begin to put your energy into it and maybe get feedback or, or another creative person in on it here and there, like what is happening is so many different energies are being put into this project on top of the energy that already exists within it. So the project will shape itself, you know? So yeah. that's why just creating to create and seeing what comes out of it is so fucking cool. And it'll happen for you obviously it's a you if you're still if you're still working towards it and I think what we forget with our Mars energy is that we can take baby steps towards important things in our life and it doesn't have to fucking it doesn't have be to like be like that. all at once and that's what <laughs> I was about to say like that's so Aries too is like focusing more on the immediate next step as opposed to like I feel like Taurus is more so like, what's the five-year plan? But I'm like a zero degree Taurus. Like I'm the first day of Taurus. So that's not very present energy in my chart at all. Um, I have a lot more of the Aries, like cardinal starter. Like I always get the same feedback that you were just saying, like, oh my God, how are you doing like all these things at once? Like, how did you get all of this done in one year? La la la. And I really think like my highest self, like my best self, it's if someone says like, can you do X, Y, Z? I'm like, yeah, let me do it now. Like I'm the type of person that if I, if I can get it done, I will try to get it done in the moment because if not, if I don't write it down or if I don't like actually execute on it, I'm probably going to forget it and then I'll procrastinate it. And then it'll be like this whole opposite extreme. Literally same. I under, I feel you. I understand you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Two like Aries Queens, just like feeding off of each other's energy I love it and something else you mentioned when we were talking about masculine feminine is like and I actually think we were talking about this before but something that came up for me when you were talking about that is something else I think is like a disempowered feminine or like a wounded feminine energy is a lack of emotional regulation so like not knowing how to handle your emotions or just like feeling really overwhelmed by them and you were saying like in your personal growth journey learning nervous system regulation and emotional regulation has been really huge. So can we dive into that a little bit? I want to hear about like tools that help you navigate your emotions, your anxiety, or just like overall nourishing your nervous system. Totally. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I think when I started learning about nervous system regulation, I was like, I love science. This is so fun. Like I call it hot girl science. Um, cause it's like, I'm just like, hot no I'm like no but I just like think that the goal is to make like these scientific concepts like chewable like I think about them as chewable vitamins everybody can take them every age no matter if you believe in source spirituality or if you just want to connect deeper to yourself so I really want to create a space where everyone can tap into this and that's a really cool thing about different practices for nervous system regulation just to give a little background we have two um main autonomic nerve 
systems, autonomic systems within our body. We have the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. And what they do is one is the rest and digest and the other is our fight or flight. The sympathetic is our fight or flight and the parasympathetic is our rest and digest. I hope I got that right. No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but basically what happens is in our society, we have created this very capitalistic hustle system where constantly we are in fight or flight. And what is happening is we are getting constantly stressed out about deadlines, perfectionism, all these different things that are coming into our workplace or our school life or, or whatever it is, even in a creative standpoint, we have so much pressure to achieve and succeed that what is happening is we are constantly in a state of fight or flight. And that system is actually really important in our body. And it's good to have it. It's not that we're completely getting rid of it. It's not going anywhere. But what is happening is that the fight or flight system in our body is way overbearing to the rest and digest. And we are not having enough time within our parasympathetic nervous system, which is creating the stress response cycle that never ends. And it builds up and it builds up. And what that leads to is chronic anxiety, depression, just like overall stress in your life, which can lead to either exploders or stuffers. Those are like the two like kind of categories, like we're more in the exploders. If you tend to like, you know, lash out or just like need to exude your energy when you're frustrated. And then you have the stuffers, which tend to suppress, suppress, suppress. And when you like suppress- build resentment and like just totally. Feel like, Exactly. And when you suppress, it leaves you depressed. And that's why personally, like I've always been an exploder. So like I have a lot of anxiety, but I've never really struggled with like long-term chronic depression because I've never suppressed my emotions that much. Um, so what happens is that we are not enough in our parasympathetic nervous system. So there are tips and tricks and tools so that we can begin to activate it more often because we still want to keep that fight or flight going sometimes because it helps us. It helps us get shit done. It helps us stay safe. There are so many benefits to, you know, that activating. But what's happening is from our evolutionary brain, and tell me if this makes sense if I if, if I'm going all over the place. But basically what is happening is no, it makes 100 percent sense. Keep going. Okay, cool. Perfect. From an evolutionary perspective, what is happening is we used to go into fight or flight, right? your body like does all these different things where, you know, it'll, you know, bring water to different places of your body. Your pupils will expand, like different things will happen in our body to prep us for this moment. And then like way back when we were like fucking cavemen or something, what would happen is we would like run away or we would fight, we would fight or we would flight and, or freeze or freeze. But typically we would, we would fight or flight. So yeah. what is happening is that we are getting into the state of fight or flight and then we're just sitting on our computers, on our phones, at our desks, in our car. So the problem isn't the, the sympathetic nervous system. The problem isn't the fight or flight. It's that we're getting this energy all the time and it's like overbearing. It's like unproportionate. It's not what it should be. And then what's happening is we are sitting in that energy and we are not moving it out of our body. We are not getting it out of our system and we are not completing the stress response cycle. So that's why it's so important within our current world that doesn't really fit within our evolutionary mind to purposefully and intentionally activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest. So, yeah. Was that a good explanation? I'm going to yes, go. That was really good. Okay, that was really good. And I think you like really touched on both ends really well, where it's like the issue is that the fight or flight isn't 
something we should demonize. It's something that is not like horrible and terrible. It's actually productive. Like there's something called, I believe it's called the like stress curve or something like that, where it's like, there's a certain element of stress, a certain amount of stress that's helpful and helps you be productive and get stuff done. But then there's a threshold that it can cross and then it's burnout, sickness, like overwork, like burning your body like to the ground, uh, like just overdoing on the stress. So can you dive into the tools and tips and tricks? Yes, totally. So the number one thing overall that I would say that just like overall helps you for the long term is meditating. Like if you can do anything to focus on your breathing, slow your breathing down, intentionally turn inwards, that is going to help like the long term effect of the fight or flight being activated and and getting more in that parasympathetic nervous system. Um, But there's also tools and tricks that you can use like on the spot. So uh, ice baths, ice cold showers, even taking like um, an ice pack and putting it like on your neck or like kind of right here, like by your lymph nodes or on your wrists. Um, Breath work is amazing. That completely completes the stress response cycle, which is so amazing and puts you in that parasympathetic nervous system which is really cool because you actually have to like almost like get your heart rate up or like get your breath up and then you complete it and then you move through it which is also why working out amazing if you can get your heart rate up for like 10 minutes and then you feel that like that high intensity and then you feel that that zhuzh Mm -hmm. and that's just like your body relaxing into it also, if you can't work out in that moment, but you're sitting at your desk, like you can literally tense your body up so tight, like just like, and then you just like for as long as you can, like 20 seconds or something, just tense your body as hard as you can. And then just go and then just like let your body relax. So it's about completing that cycle. Um, another thing is activating anything that has to do with the vagus nerve, which is Singing, a wandering nerve. Humming. Yes, exactly. We can sing, we can hum. When I get really anxious and I feel my fight or flight coming on, I'm always like, like I'm always humming. I think humming is really, really powerful. So yeah, those are just like a couple things that I personally do. I think that like even like eating food, like if you, you can just take a second to like have a meal and then like it'll put you into rest and digest. Um, that's really important. Like actually letting your body rest after you eat is really important as well. And just having more time uh more downtime also low dopamine mornings and low dopamine nights so like let's dive into that what does that mean what does it look like to you totally so you know I have this habit of getting up and being like sleeping in because like I love to sleep and then like waking up stressed and being like I have to start my day so I'm like on my phone I'm running out the door I'm stressing out and it's like if you can give yourself an extra hour in the morning to have like a slow wake up not looking at your phone screen because that blue light fucks with your fucking brain chemicals. Um, Always look at the light of day before you look at your phone. Even if you want to go on your phone, literally just like walk outside, look at the light and then go back inside and look on your phone. Like, um, and I would say low dopamine mornings for me looks like not going on my phone. It looks like waking up slowly. Uh, It looks like spending a little bit more time in bed. It looks like drinking water. It's just about like not spiking your dopamine levels first thing in the morning. And if you have ADHD, this is really, really important because ADHD is lack of dopamine. So what happens is, you know, you get really high and really happy and really dopamine filled, and then you have a drop and you feel depleted and sad. And that's where a lot of the ups and downs come from within ADHD. 
Uh, so that's why having low dopamine mornings is conserving your dopamine energy and kind of leveling it out and balancing it before you get into your day, which is really, really important. But with that being said, I do not do that all the time. But if I was perfect, that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So interesting about the dopamine like relationship with ADHD as well, because I feel like right? Like dopamine is the most addictive chemical, right? And especially with our phones, with notifications, with like being content creators, even like getting likes or comments or like DMs or like things to answer to all of that, like gives us little hits of dopamine. And I feel like ever since I became a content creator, like I've started to think that I have ADHD, like I'm not diagnosed or anything like that, but I relate a lot to like all the signs and signposts of it. And I wonder if it has any relationship with like my relationship to my phone and like how it's changed over the last two years and a half. Interesting. Yeah. I also think that ADHD is really misinterpreted within women because like we grew up thinking ADHD is like, so like the kid that can't sit still in class and who's distracting everyone. And that's just not true, especially within women, particularly and, and young girls. And I'm not diagnosed, but I fucking know that if I were to be, I could, but I'm not trying to take any Adderall or shit, like no shame yeah, to anyone same, who does take medication. Yeah. That's just not my personal preference for my body. Um, with that being said, in women and in girls, especially, it shows up as overachievers. It shows up as the straight A student. It shows up as perfectionism. And it shows up as a lot of ups and downs in your emotional in your emotional path um, because you're constantly, you know, working really hard, getting that dopamine hit and then dropping and then feeling really sad for a couple And then days. it's like you get a straight A and then you get a compliment and then you get all this validation and then you're like getting all the dopamine and then you want to do it again and you always want to be perfect because you want to keep getting that validation. I know. It's so tough. And like, yeah, especially... Yeah, I know like if I have the most amazing day ever, like with my friends and I'm like out all day and I'm having the best day ever and I'm like literally I just know the next day I need to chill and I need to give myself permission to be a little down because I just know that's kind of what happens with my body and with dopamine depletion. So but knowing that that's a cool thing about all of this that we're talking about is that knowing this and becoming conscious and aware isn't necessarily going to fix anything. But sometimes nothing needs to be fixed. It just needs to be accepted. And we need to work with the tools and skills that we have and develop more tools and skills we have to work with what we have and evolve through what we're going through rather than trying to fix ourselves. So I think education around this, around everything we're talking about, I'm just, I love this conversation. Um, Me too. It's just so important. It's just so important because when we are educated we are in our personal power which which is just so special a hundred percent I feel like educating ourselves is one of the best things if not the best thing we can do for all aspects of our life and like that's a hundred percent my Gemini Venus and your Gemini moon speaking right now <laughs> literally literally and also the Scorpio like the need for truth like the need yeah. the need for the want for like the truth and like um to help for others sure. so- Yes. Wow. I love that. I'd never thought of it that way, but that's so true. And one question I want to ask you too, before we dive into some rapid fire questions, even though I feel like we could literally talk for like five episodes in a row, is what does spirituality mean to you? And like, how do you connect to it? Like, how has it been a part of your personal growth journey? Mm, Yeah. 
I think that I noticed early on within my mental health and therapy journey that spirituality was directly intertwined with that. Um, and I guess that just has to do with my definition of spirituality. I think some people would disagree. And I've definitely heard some, you know, rhetoric around what I'm about to say that, that I can see that perspective. I think I always try to see things from both perspectives. But for me personally, I just noticed that everything outside of me, like the nature, like the chills that I get when I'm talking truth, like the angels that I feel surrounded by, like my my late bubby who passed away, my grandma, who I'm connected to through psychic mediums and also through signs and and um different different experiences in my life that have proved that afterlife exists and that people are here with us. Through all of that, I noticed that the same thing that is out there is also within me. And the same magic and the same source energy and the universal joy and lightness that that exists out there also exists within me. And I realized that to know myself is to love myself and, and to truly be spiritually connected is to be connected to your inner being. And it's not about displacing our power outside of us. It is good to, you know, have respect for a greater power that exists, but also to realize that the reason that we are here and the reason that I am here is because we are source energy expressing itself in this physical 3D plane. So yes. I think spirituality, yeah, I think I love it. I, I love talking about this shit so much. And I think spirituality in simple, simple terms for me is just connecting deeper to yourself and realizing that connecting deeper to yourself connects you to the divine. Oh my God. That's literally my definition. I mean, I always say to me, spirituality like it's funny because whenever I ask people about spirituality like some people their first like thing that they'll say is like you know like I grew up in like kind of a not religious or like a religious family like people go straight to religion but like for me it is the connection to myself and something greater mm, that I is what spirituality that. is in yeah. simple terms in I love ass. that no I totally and I definitely you know I definitely, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a religion. So that's definitely like, uh, I think I can see why people would go there, but I agree. I, I, I also see the, so the rhetoric that I'm referring to earlier, and I always love to talk about both sides because I feel like it's so important is that people are being like self-worshipping, like kind of things like that and kind of demonizing mm -hmm. that, like how, but I just don't agree. Like I've had yeah. some spiritual friends of mine that we used to be on the same page and then they like all of a sudden were like born again Christians. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like sending me these links about like self-worship and all this shit. And I was like, damn girl, we are not on the same page anymore, but that's okay. You do you like, but this isn't going to change mm -hmm. my mind because like, I know. Yeah. I know because I feel it and I have affirmation to it. And mm -hmm. I constantly feel connected to something greater than myself when I am focusing and loving and, and taking care of myself, you know, it, it, because it's we not are like the expression of source in our own lives. And so like when you connect more to yourself, you connect more to that greater energy. Exactly. No, it, it is. And that's like reading something like um, or listening on YouTube to conversations with God, like which isn't really like about God, but it, it's about spirituality and the higher power and basically in that book, like they really talk about like that divine energy, God, source, universe, whatever you want to call it. It's all the fucking same thing um, that it wanted to experience itself and to experience itself. It needed to manifest within a physical form that both showed 
what it is and what it isn't. And that's why in life we experience such negative, terrible things because we wouldn't be able to experience the divine light source love without having anything to compare it to and having anything to have relation to. So that's why we have pain, grief, sorrow, darkness, because without that, we wouldn't be able to experience divinity. Yeah. Which is like losing yourself to find yourself again. Mm, Love it. (laughs) Have you ever read um, Journey of Souls or Signs, the language of the universe? No, but should I? Yes. I feel like you would love both of those books. Okay. What is it? Journey of Souls, which is a lot about, you know, like our own lifetimes and like why we picked this body and this life and like the whole process of the journey of a soul, like from the moment that we like end a life to the next life that we have. And then the signs, secret language of the universe. It's about like communicating with the universe and like learning to ask for signs and things like that. But I feel like you already know how to do that. So I feel like the first book is probably... Yeah, but I I love to also relearn things because there's always going to be something new. You know, the moment that we think we know is when we are not awake. (laughs) Yeah, it's when we have to learn again. Yeah, yeah. And and curiosity is what leads us to all the truth that we need. So to always be curious, to always be questioning, like I always question what I believe in and I'm always asking for reconfirmation and learning to, you know, relearn what I've already learned because the second that we think we know, we don't know. and, And that's my like least favorite type of person who I can also be is like a fucking know-it-all and be like I already know I already know and I can be that person but also when I see that mirror in someone else I'm like I hate that energy so much so it always reminds me to like stay fucking curious like stay stay curious because the moment that you think you know is when I feel like that's the highest vibration of Gemini too it's like the curiosity whereas like for me Sag is more the like I know all the truth and like I you know I'm preaching about it but like Sag is also like has a beautiful energy to it too which is like the depth and the like philosophy of life and like all of that but let's jump into some rapid fire questions which I love doing with all my guests so the first one is and answer them intuitively whatever comes to mind but first question do you have a quote or a mantra that you love or that you live by Mm, yes I am inherently worthy yes That, that is definitely mine Simple and beautiful. Amazing. Okay, next question. What makes you feel like your higher self? I would say two things. Going back to the masculine and the feminine, I would say like finding the balance. I think what one thing that makes me feel really connected to my higher self is being in nature with my friends, the joy, um, just that type of energy really connects me. But also at the same time, the discipline for the habits that I know connect me to my higher self meditation, movement, journaling, prayer, EFT, tapping, connection, um, writing, whatever it is, keeping disciplined with those habits, I think connects me to my highest self because um, sometimes I can forget. So I think both those things, which I feel like represent both the masculine and the feminine in their most healed energy. Yes. Amazing. Next question is what books have shaped your journey that you've loved or that you would recommend to anyone listening? Oh my God, so fucking many. (laughs) (laughs) I would say if anyone's beginning spirituality, like the first book that I always recommend is The Untethered Soul. That made me realize I was a soul 
and not a body and that I have the ability to be the observer in my life. So I think that one is really powerful. Um, the Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown is one of my favorite books ever. I think everyone should read that book. It completely changed my life. Um, recently, or not recently, last year, I, I read The Buddha's Brain, which is like one I don't hear people talking about. And it kind of is uh, intersectionality of spirituality and Buddhism, but also um, the brain and how the brain works. So that is a really cool book. And one more is coming to the top of my head that I read recently. One second. Oh, The Four Agreements. Can't go wrong with oh, The yes. Four Agreements. All you- must-reads, literally. I haven't read yeah. The Buddha's Brain, but Four Agreements, Gifts of Imperfection, and Untethered Soul are like top of my list also. Literally so good. Everyone has to read The Four Agreements. Literally everyone. And I will, I've read it again multiple times. Like I listen to it on Audible, but yeah. definitely I'm like that book is is the biggest fucking eye-opener but so many good books so and it's many. like the four agreements is like also the simplest read like it's so short and it's so good so short like you can read it in a day like it's really digestible and like just really impactful so love it and so last question okay. are you ready i don't want to end <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll have to record a part two but okay if someone didn't hear this entire conversation and they just heard this part, what would you leave them with? Oh my God. <laughs> Does it like based off our conversation or just like in general, what would I leave people with? What do you think? Whatever intuitively you feel called to share. I think just being really inspired by our conversation, which which I really am. I think what really comes up for me is that the message to people, which is really what I'm trying to teach my audience is that, yes, like meet yourself with such grace and love and compassion. That is so important and not but and because it's so fucking nuanced um, and such a paradox. And you're the only one that can make yourself feel better. And that's when that masculine healed masculine discipline energy needs to come in for you to show the fuck up for yourself and if we're all the way on one side constantly pushing ourselves and showing up for ourselves we're going to be so off the tracks and we're going to be so disconnected from ourselves but then also if you're way too in like a wounded feminine just kind of fucking going crazy going wild with no structure what's going to happen is you're going to lose yourself and and you're not going to be in alignment with your path and your purpose so to meet in the middle and find a place where Yes, you're meeting yourself with such grace and love and compassion and you're showing up for yourself and being disciplined and taking inspired action. That is when the fucking magic happens. Yes. Oh my gosh. Imperfect balance and harmony. That was like the best little summary reminder. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so Uh, much. Literally, this conversation was fucking amazing. I cannot wait to also share it with my audience. Seriously. It was truly incredible. I'm so grateful you came on the pod. So please share all of your socials where anyone listening can connect with you and follow you. Yeah, I would say if you're looking for like a good little pod to go to after this one or to where to hear me more, like I love to just point you in the direction of where you want to go. Um, two things that I would highly recommend is one um, on my podcast, Skinny Dipping, the podcast where we strip down and dive in and learn about the mind, the body and the soul in order to create actionable change in our lives. I would highly recommend the episode strengthening the connection with yourself because I feel like that is really evident to what we talked about today. 
or two, if you want to dive in more to the nervous system, I have a whole episode called navigate your nervous system to change your life. And again, guys, that is on skinny dipping the podcast. So if you're looking for somewhere to go right now, next, that those are really two really good episodes. Actionable steps, actionable steps. Yes, we love the actionable steps. And yeah, you can find more of me on that. Like skinny dipping the podcast is my fucking love. It is my baby. I am so proud of it and what it's becoming. And of course, all the socials, I'm Sundays KK, like you're dazed in the sun because you're happy but tired, <laughs> like kind of just like that mm, like vibe. That is me. And then Skinny Dipping Diaries is for the podcast. You can find me on Instagram, on TikTok. My name is Kayla Rose. It's spelled K-E-L-A Rose. So it's a little different if you're looking for me, but I would just like highly recommend those episodes to go listen to them right now to dive in deeper to those different topics. And where you can find me. Oh, also I have a shadow workbook that you can purchase that has a bunch of different, like literally guided prompts, like with multiple choice, with circling yes or no, with free write, like to like really accommodate to the ADHD brain of switching it up. (laughs) And there's really powerful techniques to releasing your manifestations to stepping into your power to um just really like letting go of hard things like there's different journal techniques for each experience that you may need and that is on an ebook so that'll be linked yes. in my um like link in bio page whatever it is at Perfect. the time comes okay, out amazing <laughs> yeah, is it already out so not at this recording of this episode but it will be oh, next def- it definitely will be out then yeah by the time this yeah, episode is live amazing a hundred percent and there'll probably be even more cool things I think what I love to to create and what is coming in the new year and probably when this comes out um is digital products as well as physical products because I just want things that can actually create actionable change and there also will be like cute merch coming soon because because we're creating to create and, and to fuel the inner child so let's fucking do it I love it. We'll have all of that linked in the description. Thank you again so much for coming. This was such a blessing and I'm sure everyone is leaving feeling so nourished. Make sure everyone listening to go check out those two podcast episodes. They'll also be linked in the description. And again, thank you, Kayla. This was so good and so amazing and nourishing. Thank you for having me on. You are brilliant also. And I'm so excited for us to have you know, a deeper connection and know each other more now from this conversation because we've been friends online for quite a while. And it's just like, I don't know, I feel like we're going to be homies. So thank you so much for having me me on. Me too, me too. Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to you. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.